Yappin' Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And as per usual, we're going to be hitting you up with all sorts of uh, movie news that's been going on for the last two weeks. Sorry, folks, for you one or two individuals that listen to us. Uh, Our official we, reason was we were down to maintenance. Yes, we, we were down for maintenance reasons. Uh, but as per usual, we got some movie news coming up for you. Quite a bit, because it's like two weeks of missed shit. Yeah. And we'll be reviewing a couple of flicks. I'll be reviewing the new... Uh, DreamWorks animated feature starring Will Ferrell, Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, and Jonah Hill, Megamind. And I'll be reviewing Luke Besson's latest movie, uh, Adele, Rise of the Mummy. This would be the movie that was uh, marketed in such a way that nobody knew what language it was in. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer that did not show a single line of dialogue and did But, I, but it, I hear it's in English. It's dubbed. It's dubbed? I'll get Is to that. A, oh, okay. All I'll right. get to awesome. that. <laughs> Is it Hong Kong dubbing? What? Is it Hong Kong you dubbing? You don't want to Is it Paris that. dubbing? Dumb. What kind of dubbing are we talking about? Terrible dubbing. Because Japanese dubbing's not that. Yeah. Taiwanese dubbing sucks. Or are you talking about <laughs> Malaysian dubbing of Japanese stuff? Yes. We've absolutely. already talked about Picky Pick Pick. Can't do it again. No, nope, there you go. Anyway, we'll start off with some news. Yeah. What have you got? Um, big news that came out while we were off was um, we got some preview pictures of Pin 1010 came out. That's right. Uh, Empire, Empire Magazine. Um, we're, get, we're given the uh, the world premiere of the first look at Tintin, which is the uh, famous collaboration between Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson. And they have a cover this month that covers that has a very classic old image because they showed like yeah, teasers no, of it and stuff. It is this, this put a smile on my face. Yeah. I mean, if you look uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, latest uh, issue of uh, Empire that's going to be coming out, the cover is it's a classic Tintin pose where yeah. he's uh, running in the spotlight and Snowy's just jumping out of it. Yeah, it's sweet. It's scary. It's scary, but I it's, find, no, but it's I find scary it's, because it looks so real. No, it scares me because his head is all wrong. Look at the size of his head. No, no, his head's fine. His head's not fine. His head's fine. I got creeped out. I got creeped the fuck out by this picture. The it, one of Captain Haddock, I like. Captain no, Haddock no, looks Captain like Haddock a salty awesome. sea dog. Awesome. But no, I, I this love this. Radio. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks so real. I'm wondering why are they bothering? Just put Simon. Look, it's Simon Pegg. It's not. <laughs> it's Billy Elliot. <laughs> it looks like Simon Pegg. Uh, for those of you who can't see this, it is a classic pose. And now I disagree with Ian. I mean, it is scary in the sense that it looks it looks real. And but I but like what you're saying, like why you know, like why do it like this anyway? Why not just cast normal people? Is because mm. normal people don't look like this. This you cannot get people to look like that. And again, unless you cast saw, some unknown Danish boy, with and weird, that'll be with weird. Encephalitis. <laughs> that's the big head thing, right? No, no, bad. no child, no boy detective looks like that these and days. And there's a reason for that. It's freakishly mutant-like. Look at this. Oh no, I got nightmares when I saw this. Snowy scares the shit out of me. No, it looks a bit like. Uh, Snowy dog. scares the shit out of me. No, actually, my, evil, my, cold, my, staring my, black shark eyes. My initial. Uh, I hope it, it turns out Snowy did it. <laughs> Snowy never does it. That's why it's she's the Snowy's the no, what, Angela actually, Lansbury. Actually, what thing. freaked me out? I mean, like I had a similar reaction to you, but it had nothing to do with this image. I love this image. What I had the reaction to was actually the picture of Catherine Haddock. Why? Because it looked that that was when I went. If you're gonna do it like that, why not just get someone who looks like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, that, it, that, my, that looks like a real guy. That looks, like that looks like more guy. like a real guy than Tintin. Though. But then you realize it's like no one can look like that, and you want the right actor to play it, and let the and let fucking Jackson and Spielberg just put a visual. A visual mask on, so because like Andy Circus would be awesome. That is Andy Circus. I know, I know, but it Andy Circus is him. He's it's, the best. It's him with a beard. He's the best actor to do it. No, yeah. no, 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 that is not Andy Circus. Okay, bigger nose. No, no, that, that is not Andy Circus. No, it this, looks oh, like will... the comic. It looks like the comic. That's the important thing, yeah. and that's the only way to get it to. The only way they can get it to look like the comic is to do it that way. Yeah. I think it looks awesome. I mean, like, I, I would, my only concern about this movie is, and we've said this before, is that what kind of market does it have in America? Yeah. 
which is clearly where they're hoping to make a lot of their money. Well, I mean, the marketing will concentrate on Steven Spielberg and uh, probably, dude. But it's like it's it's very few Americans go for this shit. But the picture of Tom, the Thompson twins are awesome. Yeah, awesome. And to have Simon Pegg and, and Nick Frost not look a thing like each other is yeah. just genius. Yeah. So I mean, the, the characters. I mean, the world around it. When you look at the world around it, looks very well. Who's that? Toby Jones. Yeah. Oh shit. That's Steve Silk. Yeah, yeah, I know. That no, looks no. cool. But that looks cool. This will again come into Adele later on. I know, I know. But uh, oh, 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 really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Remind the, me. Okay, all right. That's a lot. Hang on. Note to self. The, co- the safe word is Remind, Tintin. Remind Ian. Code Tintin. Tintin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm I'm psyched about this. I'm psyched about this. I think it looks great. It looks great in the sense it looks like the fucking comic. The backgrounds, I mean, were, when you look at it a bit deeper, you see the backgrounds are very, very... They've done a really good job. It is photorealistic. Yes, it is. The polar it, is it is very, very good. They do good water. <laughs> Actually, people. remind me to talk about hair. Hair. <laughs> Note to self. Remind Gavin. Note to self. Hair. Hair. Or lack thereof. <laughs> oh! oh. And speaking of Peter Jackson, then we've talked about it a lot two weeks ago, but in the meantime, it does look like The Hobbit will be staying in uh, New Zealand. It is confirmed. Yeah, it is confirmed. confirmed. It is staying in New Zealand. Way to go, Peter. Chin chin. And uh, some other details came out that it was that what we talked about last week, that interview that we recommended you watch. It was very much that there was a, uh, there was a problem in, in New Zealand law between employees and independent contractors. But that's solved. But, you know, the whole discussion previously was that this has nothing to do with tax breaks. Yeah. They were very emphatic about that. Peter yeah. Jackson, Philip Boynes, that guy from the New Zealand Ministry of Department of Finance was like, no, there's nothing to do with that. But also in this news is that, um, as well as this change, it'll, as a bonus, we'll let out an additional tax rebate for up to $7.5 million for U.S. picture. The Warners <laughs> in New Zealand will get back to working on the film. So well, you know, I mean, that's, they, a, that's, that, that's, a, that's a very clear sign of someone who knows they fucked up yeah. and now have to suck some serious dick <laughs> to make up for their evil wrongdoings. We'll, we'll cut the price off. Seven and, and a half million dollars. Buy their souls dollars. back into the kingdom of heaven yeah. that they may inch away from the flaming lake of lakes of fire and hell. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy that Middle Earth will be staying in Middle Earth. Yeah, the flaming, <laughs> flaming um, spars of hell. That's, the flaming that's Christ Lam- Church, right? The flaming Lamborghini of of the fifth leper in hell. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hell, fucking, you know, uh, I'm not sure if we've ever reported on this, but for, the long, for a long time, Jonah Hill has been trying to um, get a 21 Jump Street movie I off the ground. I did hear about this, yeah. And um, I was actually quite happy about this because I like Jonah Hill. Yeah. And that's also something I will talk about in the review is that he pretty much in, almost steals it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's the you know the whole okay, for those of you who don't know in case uh, some in case those of you who listen to us are born like, after 1988 yeah <laughs> uh, 21 Jump Street uh, was a show that came out in uh, 1987 and uh, it was about a bunch of uh, LAPD cops that uh, went un- young looking LAPD cops who went undercover instead of just having 27 year olds playing high school students it's like we can do it but just say the cops yeah uh, there'd be young looking LAPD cops who would go undercover as high school students to weed out the bitter fruit of crime that is growing in all the high schools throughout America. <laughs> this is before they put scanners in for guns. There you go. So, uh, so, this, so yes, this was pre-1991. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jonah Hill is uh, one of the co-writers. He's pretty much the driving force behind this. And he's uh, in it. And he's in it. He's going to be playing one of the one of, one of the young cops. Uh, now he's going to play the, the the guy the Deloise character. Yeah, he's going to play probably probably yeah. Peter Deloise. Peter Deloise. Peter Deloise. <laughs> Who's gonna play Dustin Nguyen? <laughs> but yeah, the old show had the Johnny Depp. The in dude it. from Nick and Nora. 
No, no, John Cho. John Cho. <laughs> John Cho gets every Asian. Zulu. Role. But um. But uh, who else is casting this? The, the, casting? Well, one of the one of the one of the milestones about this series is that this series was the uh, launching pad of the career of Johnny Depp. Yeah. Is that this was uh, Johnny Depp's first major break? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's recently been reported that the uh, the role, uh, the Johnny Depp role in the movie, has been offered to Channing Tatum. Yes. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Channing Tatum is the star of such classics uh, as G.I. Joe. Um, Joe, Rise of Cobra, Step uh, Up. Step up. Is it Step Up 2 the streets or Step Up? No, no, Step Up. He was in the original up. Step Up. He had the good sense to stay away. Yeah. It's like, it's like I've, I've gayed myself out enough. I'm, I'm doing G.I. Joe. I'm got, sorted. <laughs> actually, to be fair to him, he's when, when he's good, he's actually pretty good because uh, he was in this film called Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. There's one as well where he's in where he is... Oh, no, that's... And he was awesome in that movie. Yeah, yeah. He's basically playing like a more violent, dumber version of his step-up character. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he was, he was good. You know, I mean, very believable. Mm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> no, but did you feel the vibes there, man? I did. I did. Yeah, even, even my phone hates this news. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the phone off. I mentioned Channing Tatum. It vibrated. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Never mind. I'll call him later. <laughs> but yeah, we I mean, live, no editing. No, but the one thing about this uh, Twenty One Jump Street adaptation that does sound kind of interesting is that it's co-written by, by uh, along with Jonah Hill, it's co-written by Michael Bacall, who is the co-writer of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, um, which and, we love. Which we love. Emphatically. Yeah, and uh, Josh Applebaum and Andrew Nemec, who are co-writers of the uh, new Mission Impossible movie that's coming out. Okay. So I mean, it's got some pedigree. It's got some pedigree behind it, uh, but it's just the whole Channing Tatum thing. And, and another thing that was reported was that the main reason he was chosen was because his chemistry worked best with Jonah Hill. Yeah. So whatever, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know, man. Channing Tatum, Johnny Depp. It's just you just no. don't. No, nah, you know. You, Gen no, you he's just not the Johnny Depp of the generation. This is totally this, this is potential bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he's a background character. There's a lot of bullshit news. A lot of bullshit casting news. A lot of bullshit casting news. You and want you want you want to sound off on this next? Yeah, one? well, yeah. So this one makes Channing Tatum look like fucking Brando. Yeah. <laughs> the um, it was announced I think during the week that Morgan Freeman is being going to be cast as the Colonel in Akira, which I don't think was that big a part. He just ran around shouting all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. In the com in the in the movie anyway. Yeah. The comic book obviously a bigger role. But this is the long gestating Akira production that, that, that uh, what's his name, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's production company is involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At at, uh, at one point, um, Tom McGuire. Leonardo DiCaprio, no, was uh, was earmarked as Kaneda. Oh, yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt was earmarked as Tetsuo. Yeah. Now that would have been that would have been, been worse. That would have been. But cool. now, they're, now they're casting Zac Efron as Kaneda. Kaneda. Like the last half hour of that movie, he's been screaming at each other. Tetsuo. Kaneda. Oh. Kaneda. That's what ends, right? Yeah. Canada. Oh. Oh. Uh -huh. Oh. Oh. It's all the But yeah, Zach Efron. Canada, for those of you who don't know, is a cool biker fucker whose brother gets involved in some genetic Not Zach shit. Efron. Not Zach Efron. You need a biker. You need, like, you think fucking easy rider, but Japanese. This is a real bike, not a fucking moped. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, no. I don't know. No. 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 It's no. no. It's I know. No. No. It, can't, it can't no. happen. Can't Zach happen. Efron. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck High School Musical. Fuck Kenny Ortega. Fuck Scott McCloud. Kenny Ortega. He's the son of a bitch responsible for this fucker's career. Fuck you. Who's Kenny Ortega? He's the director of High School Musical. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if he wrote it. 
maybe he was just a director for hire and, yeah, and, I'm, like, and I'm being like totally uncool no one's like, going to ever see this no one'll ever take off I can do this job go do it over a weekend it'll be fine actually you know what fuck Kenny Ortega because he also directed Hocus Pocus and whatever happened to Omri Katz I put a spell on you uh, he also directed Newsies. All right. So we should thank him for being the, the guy responsible for having a, a Christian Bale movie in which Christian Bale dances and sings. And could be edited together later yeah. with remixes of yes. his angry phone calls. <laughs> Kenny Ortega, are you the devil? Yeah. Can you see into the future? Did you know this shit was going to happen? <laughs> you also directed uh, Michael Jackson, This Is It. Which I'm, like, I'm saying that. you like he's actually here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, our first guest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you did this, you did that. Who are you yeah. talking about, Kenny Ortega? Who's he? You know Kenny. You know Kenny. Everyone knows Kenny. Oh my God, they know yeah. Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Someone was going to do it. <laughs> Although, I mean, just to balance things out a little bit, here is some cool casting news. Uh, Wes Anderson's new movie, uh, which is called Moonrise, uh, for those of you who don't know, Wes Anderson is the director of Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Bottle Rocket. Fantastic Mr. Fox. And uh, it's, uh, the story is about, um, a, uh, it's, it takes place in small town New England in the 1960s, uh, where the running away of two lovers leads, to the town, leads the townspeople to think they've gone missing for more nefarious reasons. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, they got a good cast. Edward Norton is uh, going to be playing the scout leader, who uh, leads the troops in the search. Uh -huh. Bruce Willis is playing the sheriff. Uh, who's who's having a, who's having an affair with the girl's mom? Who's played by Frances McDermott, and Bill Murray is the girl's father. Oh wow! Yeah, and Tilda Swinton is cast in an unknown role. So this is like it's cool. This is a cast I want to see. And Bill Murray again. Bill Murray, Bruce Willis, and Edward Norton in the same movie. <laughs> That's awesome. And Tilda Swinton, Gabriel, and the chick from Fargo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, uh, you got some nightcrawlers. He's uh, Anderson has uh, written it with uh, Roman Coppola, mm -hmm. who uh, also he co-wrote the Darjeeling Limited and um, Life Aquatic with uh, Steve Steve Zuzu. Yeah, I love this. I love this. The Life Aquatic. It's great. I know that's that's such a cool movie. Although for for nostalgic reasons, my favorite uh, Wes Anderson movie is Ball Rocket. Yeah, because that was when Owen Wilson was really a, like a fresh face. Yeah, and his style. Like uh, which and that haircut. which we uh, no no he was he had like a, a he had a buzz cut at the time, and he was genuinely charismatic. Like now it's become old hat. He's yeah. become a caricature. He's the guy with the nose. Yeah, he's become a caricature of himself. He's yeah. like you know he's his he's behind enemy lines. He's the Michael Sarah of his of his <laughs> of his generation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I like behind enemy lines actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine. I was in, I was very I was very stoned when I saw it. A friend of mine he can't remember the movies about because he just couldn't see past his nose. And he I kept just, staring at his nose the whole time. He couldn't what bombs what the Serbians what no nose nose nose. I know, but that movie gets a pass from me because I just have like an instantaneous since birth knee jerk awesome reaction to anything that Gene Hackman ever says. Yeah. So whenever, We're gonna get him. <laughs> whenever Gene Hackman opens his mouth, awesome. I just I just feel like you know cinematic wood. <laughs> and he's like the guy from uh, Crimson Tide. Right? Him as well. Yeah, right? yeah, he's, yeah, in the, yeah. he's in the same outfit, just like, I'm backing! I'm a general! I'm General Backer! But my, my favorite all time Gene Hackman. We're gonna get him back, boys! <laughs> Leave Mo Man behind! Relieve the XO of command! <laughs> <laughs> I do not concur, sir! <laughs> I do not concur! That's a great Denzel Washington shouty role. I know, I know, it's great. But my favorite Gene Hackman line of all time, you probably won't guess this, it's from a little known film called Extreme Measures mm -hmm. with Hugh Grant. And he plays this uh, amazing doctor who's like gonna cure cancer or whatever. Uh, the only way, but unfortunately, in order to do that, he has to kidnap and kill homeless people, uh -huh. like to use their shit. 
like to find to basically like uh, this in, it, using them experimenting to, on, on, on medications yeah. to find out like what can be safe and all that. Yeah. And um, but of course this is all done under under the table. Yeah. And so he's he's just won this prestigious award like the Oscars of medicine or something, and uh, everyone says it's like party outside. And on TV they got this thing where like lab uh, lab rats are being experimented on, and like and there's this major breakthrough with lab rats. It's like so, something that's uh, like they can regrow an arm or some shit, mm -hmm. you know. And he walks out there and he watches that, and the people go like, "It's amazing, isn't it?" And and he goes, "Remarkable." I'm sure the rats, I'm sure the world's rats population will be overjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just the way he said it yeah. in that Gene Hackman way. It's like to this day, that's still my that and Mr. Testwater. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my father said before he threw me out? Get out. <laughs> before that. <laughs> <laughs> Other great casting news as well. There's uh, supposedly a futuristic retelling of Henry V coming out called Henry V. Yes, uh, with Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Awesome. Ray Winston, Vinnie Jones, Derek Jacobi, Depardieu, and Derek Jacobi. This is gonna be awesome. That's like an Anglophile's heart, you know, fucking porno right there. They just need to throw Kenneth Branagh in there. Yes. And like, and I would have totally filled the cup. He could be the horse. <laughs> My kingdom for a horse, right? That's Henry V. Uh, uh, that's yes. No, 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 that's Richard the Third. Oh, Richard the Third. <laughs> Richard. Henry V is Saint Christmas Day. Ah, yes, yes. That's what they said. The probably yeah, 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 Saint Christmas yeah, yeah. Day. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the the synopsis for this is quite you know it's not quite Shakespearean. Although I must confess, in the in the Ian McKellen Richard the Third movie, it was I did get I did chuckle when uh, Richard says a my jeep. horse, my horse, a kingdom for a horse, and he's in a jeep. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you said a jeep, a jeep, or a tank? No, 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 no. My kingdom for a tank. <laughs> no, he actually said horse. Oh, really? He's in this big jeep. <laughs> but the uh, the synopsis of this is that. In an age of apocalypse, in a land without a leader, a dissolute prince finds redemption when he crushes a rebellion that threatens to destroy his father's kingdom. But assuming the throne himself, he immediately engineers a war against a neighboring state to slake his lust for power. Despite his enemy possessing weaponry, rendering their forces almost invincible, the newly crowned king seizes a glorious victory from the jaws of defeat by ruthlessness and cunning. But for all his wiles, there's one thing the young monarch has overlooked. Just as he's prepared to do whatever it takes to ensure victory, so is his enemy. Coming soon. <laughs> London, 2150. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> Although I did think it was a short circuit sequel after when I first saw the title. I thought it was pissed <laughs> Because there's something about the poster that looks fan-made. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it kind of is, isn't it? Was that what they released like the a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, there was like this fan-made poster and I looked at it and said, like, this can't be happening. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? In a world. <laughs> actually, speaking of this, the, the, the one uh, modern-day Shakespeare adaptation that I want to hunt down and get is uh, Macbeth. Mm -hmm. They did a modern-day violent version of Macbeth and it was... It was, was one of it, it was no no it was Sam Worthington's one of Sam Worthington's uh, first lead roles first big breaks. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so I was just like, that's what I want to find. <laughs> I want to see Jake, Jake Sully doing Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> that's what I want. I see you in your play. <laughs> You're terrible. Your accent's Australian. Why do you sound like Arnold? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like a baby. <laughs> it's not a tumor. I only saw Avatar once, I don't have time. Um, speaking of Sam Worthington, there is just another entertainment world news. Um, the, He's playing Jesus. The biggest blockbuster in video games right now is called um, Call of Duty. Yes. Shooter game. Yes, and, yes. Um, 
this latest one, there's a whole con uh, whole uh, controversy around it because there's a company they do a non-year off year every year. It's like if they're like odd new movies. Is he supposed to be in it? Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. If they're like uh, Star Trek movies, mm -hmm. like there's one company does one, but it takes two years to make, so they release their one, everyone loves it, and then the other, the other studio released their one, and everyone pisses on it, and then the following. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that company, all the, all the guys who started it, and all the guys who did all the good work left. Mm -hmm. shit. But they got Black Ops is from the other guys. Uh, it's a new one. It's the biggest blockbuster, biggest opening day for any video game kind of thing. Again, still video game sales dwarfing the... Uh, Cinema ones, but then again, you don't pay seventy US dollars to go to the cinema. Yeah. Um, and Sam Worthington plays the main character, mm -hmm. who's supposed to be Alaskan. And um, <laughs> oh, Ed Harris is in it as well. Oh, so is uh, Eric Foreman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's got and it's it's Topher Grace. It's, it's flashbacks to the nineteen fifties to Vietnam. It's all the Cold War kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Sam Worthington's supposed to be from Alaska, and apparently he just takes every, every review mentions how bad his fucking accent is. He just slips into Australian all the fucking time. <laughs> Jesus. Get the guy a dialect coach. It's been it's been quite a few movies. Yeah. If you go, if you're not gonna get it by now, no, because he's also got another movie coming out called The Debt, mm -hmm. and uh, this trailer actually looks pretty good. And he's playing like an Israeli. <laughs> and whenever he speaks, it's like Australian plus attempted Israeli equals Brooklyn. What's it? Or, 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 or something. It just it just sounds like. It doesn't sound Australian. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't sound Israeli. It sounds like speaking Martian. It's like, it's like like I wish I was Italian, but I'm not, so I'm gonna sound Jewish now. Like it's it's like Italian meets Jewish meets fucking Palestine. We're gonna fuck you up. <laughs> no, it's like, but it's it's identifiable as someone who's trying to sound Israeli. Yeah. It just doesn't. But you don't know if it, I don't know if it really sounds. I don't know what an Israeli accent like, is. It's insane. Huh? Uh, but it's got a great cast. Helen Mirren's in it. Uh, Kieran Hines is in it. Oh. It's basically one of these one of these Rashomon uh, style stories where yeah. it's like uh, he's playing the younger version of Kieran Hines and like it, it flashbacks back and forth what really happened uh, uh, from the director of Shakespeare in Love. Hey, <laughs> did you hear about uh, bringing it back to comic books? Uh, Batman Live. Yes, I did. This is insane. This scares the shit out of me. Yeah, this is gonna. Like... What are you trying to do to one of my? Beloved fuck it. So it's like a musical, right? It's because of the Batman goes Broadway. Yeah. What the fuck? Spider-Man can barely go Broadway. It has still hasn't. He still hasn't gone Broadway, right? It's not open yet there. It hasn't opened yet. What did turn off the dark? Uh, turn off the dark. Turn that's on the right. light. Well, I just thank God that's not the title of the Batman show. Mm. <laughs> Batman Live is not Batman, much better. Batman Live. Turn off the dark. See the Batusi live. <laughs> But it's like, it's going to start, it's, we want to bring it, what they're saying. If Batman went Broadway as a serious play, I'd go see that. But as a musical. He wouldn't be in it. As a musical. You'd just see him swinging through and taking guys out. I know, it'd be like Hamlet. Or an opera. It'd be like Hamlet. Batman's there looking at his cowl. Yeah. You know, like. Father! <laughs> Swear to me, oh wait, I am me. <laughs> I think it would work better as an opera. Batman the opera would work way better. Rachel! Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, I move my arms in operatic fashion. Yes. <laughs> but apparently it, it, it starts with an Arkham jailbreak and has a 26-foot giant Joker head involved somehow. Catwoman, the Riddler, Penguin, Two-Face, and Harley Quinn turn up. Is, is Prince doing the music? Hopefully not. <laughs> All hail, uh, new king in town. Yeah. <laughs> Young and old. Around. But it's more, it's a lot of Robin by the same things, but... Tell you what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was the eighties. It was eighty nine. It was the it was the it was the it was the door that slammed the eighties. Like yeah, bat dance slam. Batman. It can it can be forgiven for being a little shit. It was the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of a dark character, this uh, not going so. <laughs> Not going on Broadway, at least. Yeah. Although, this is one character that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, he's already done Broadway, probably. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the Wolverine sequel, uh, which apparently is going to be titled The Wolverine. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, but this is some good news. Um, Matthew uh, Lipatik, mm -hmm. is, uh, who is uh, a very, very good cinematographer, he does all of the shit with uh, Darren Aronofsky, who's directing oh. um, uh, Wolverine. He was the cinematographer for uh, Reckon for a Dream. Uh, fucking really, really cool shit. Anything I else apart from Aronofsky stuff? Um, uh, he's, he did Cowboys and Angels. I mean, uh, sorry, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, wow. Cowboys and Angels, that's a George Michael song, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> And it has a whole different meaning now, I Cowboys know. and Angels, eh? I know, I know. But yeah, he, uh, he was a cinematographer on Cowboys and Aliens as well. Uh, but uh, this is a good sign because this guy's an awesome cinematographer. Yeah. And um, it'll just be good. And he and uh, Aronofsky have a really cool synergy in all of the films they've yeah, done. Yeah. I mean, whether you love or hate Aronofsky's movies, visually, you can argue they're, they're fucking, it's... It's 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 cinema candy. Yeah. But I just thought I'd mention that. Mm. Uh, back to casting news again. For the uh, more cinephile listeners out there. Did you hear the Muppet news? Yes, I did. So uh, Jane Lynch from yeah. uh, Glee is going to be cast as a prison guard, and Danny Trejo will play a prisoner in the Muppet movie. Uh, they're also going to get apparently Sean Penn um, cameos, Eric Stone Street, John Krasinski, Ed mm -hmm. Helms, Lady Gaga, Jack Black, Donald Glover, Jane Lynch, Danny Trejo, Zach Galifianakis as Hobo, J Hobo Joe, and Paul Rudd as Walter the Muppet. Yeah. There was a synopsis of this online where apparently uh, Jason Segel lives with Paul Rudd's character mm -hmm. as a Muppet, and yep. Paul Rudd's character has an existential crisis because yep. he's the only Muppet he knows, yep. so he loves the Muppets because they're Muppets. Uh, Paul, uh, I didn't realize that Paul Rudd was confirmed because uh, the other person who was here, uh, was on the list to play it was actually Michael Cera. Oh really? And I would have loved that. Yeah. I would have loved Michael Cera's voice as a Muppet. <laughs> They've also there's been some sh set shots of this in that it's kind of it's really cool where they've done it actually because it's apparently it's set where like the Muppets are an ailing studio and they need some fresh blood kind of thing to come yeah. along. Yeah. And apparently they've been filming it on La Brea Avenue at Jim Henson Studios. Uh -huh which like the actual entrance to the studios they've just dressed it as Muppet Studios mm -hmm. and they have all these signs outside like you know the, the Rolf Rolf's music yeah, room yeah, and all yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. it looks very very cool no I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this no. I'm a huge Muppet fan yeah it's just <laughs> <laughs> I just I just fucking like, and like I just think about the Muppets and I just laugh I just smile yeah. I just feel like such a did you see the Grover <laughs> Old Spice ad uh, no I didn't look at your look at your man look at me look back at your man look at me does your man a monster? No, but he can smell like a monster. <laughs> Shut up! I can't take this! <laughs> when it gets to the point where the jumper drops down on the guy's sweater, and in the original Old Spice ad, it's really suave, it's just, it's a knotted sweater just drops on his shoulders, and it lands on Grover's head, he's like... <laughs> he can't get it off. And at the end, he's like, you know, like, I'm on a motorbike. He's like, I'm on a horse. And it's like, and it's a cow, and he just goes, moo. <laughs> It's demented. Look it up online. Isn't like Miss Piggy in the, in, the, in the new one? Isn't she supposed to be kind of like a degenerate? Or is that Kermit? I haven't seen that one. No, no, no. Like in this in this one that's coming up. Oh right. The characters like uh, everyone's kind of split up. Yeah, yeah. And like Miss Piggy is supposed to be. I, I can't remember if like one of them is supposed to be. She's got her own reality TV show. Like Kermit the Frog has kind of become like a little bit of a loser or, or, or something. He always is a loser. <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, I'm, like, I'm getting images of him sitting there throwing a bottle of Jack at the door and like slack off. <laughs> Oh, leave me alone. Oh, piggy. My life is shit. Well, hi there, short, green, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go meet my dealer later. <laughs> well, am 
Karate Gat. <laughs> <laughs> just one line, man. Just one line. I get fixed real bad. I'm hurting. <laughs> it isn't easy being green. <laughs> I'd rather be white. <laughs> well, they have. The, the, what's the other thing? The other thing the Muppet the Hensons have going. They want to do this. Um, Fraggle Rock. No, they're doing. They're for Frank oh, Rock. no, no, no. Uh, happy, happy murder savers or some shit. Yeah, happy, happy, ha- happy, happy saver murders or happy, happy murder saver or something like that. Happy yeah, murder yeah, time yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's the Muppets, but it's a crime noir. <laughs> and Cameron Diaz has been offered a role. Oh really? Yeah. I look. I want to see that. That's the one. I want to see just fucked up Muppets. <laughs> what, dude? Watch uh, Meet the Feebles. Yeah, I've heard about this. I haven't <laughs> seen, have seen, seen it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's fucked. That's up. Peter Jackson movie. It's right? Peter Jackson. Yeah. Just it's fucked Peter up Jackson. I mean that. I mean that's why I go see a Peter Jackson movie. I don't. I don't go see a movie that Peter Jackson does because I want to watch something directed by the guy who directed Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I go because I want to. I want to watch a movie directed by the guy who did Meet the Feebles and Dead Alive. Yeah. <laughs> Brain Dead. Brain Dead. Dead Alive. Brain Dead. Dead Alive is a cooler title anyway. I don't like Dead Alive. <laughs> What's the other one with the boys? Bad taste. Bad taste. Brain dead. They're they're fucking zombies. They're brain dead. They're not dead alive. It's dead alive. Dead alive. <laughs> dead alive sounds about sounds like dead a, alive is a cool. Dead, he, dead alive sounds like a book about some guy stuck up a fucking mountain and has to chew his arm off. He's got the bite. <laughs> Zingaya. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Total bleeding recall. Hmm? Total bleeding recall. There you go. So Colin Farrell's been uh, not only approached, but apparently in he's, negotiations. He's, yes, in negotiations to play Quaid. Quaid. I'll see the, the party, Richter. I'm <laughs> 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 fucking deadly. I'm going to bleed Mars. Shut up! Anyway, like yeah, we we reported a few podcasts ago that um, there is a, <laughs> doing a remake. There's a remake of a Total Recall. It's going to be directed by Len Wiseman, uh, who is the director of Live Free or Die Hard, mm. also known as Die Hard and the Underworld movies, right? And uh, the Underworld movies. Well, the first two Underworld. I will movies. give him a lot of kudos for marrying Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale, you lucky bastard. <laughs> but. Uh, so he's going to be directing the remake of Total Recall, and uh, there were a few uh, people that were being offered the role. Colin Farrell was one of them, but mm-hmm. now it's uh, pretty much official that Colin Farrell is now in negotiations to play Dennis. What's his name? Douglas, Douglas Quaid. Douglas Quaid. Douglas Quaid. Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Quaid. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, you know, I mean, we can talk about this till the cows come home. He could be good, but when he's you good, know, he's good. Know, but when he's bad, he's horrible. Yeah, and not only that, just the movie itself. Yeah, and but we, apparently it will be based more upon the thing, the book. Um, we can remember for, it for you wholesale. Yeah, well, it better be. Yeah, they got to change it. Because you know they can't do it. I mean, like you know, I mean, Total Recall's a classic. Colin Farrell's not Arnold, and, and exactly, Total Recall's a classic. And like we, we talked about this before, the whole thing with remakes is that like, you know, like it, it's just a, just. Don't call it that. Yeah. Just do the same movie, but just don't call it that because yeah. you can never. You can call it, say, I don't know, paycheck. Paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> call it. We can Which remember, it will be. <laughs> we can remember it for your wholesale or something. I don't know. Wholesale memories or you know something call, stupid. Call it the title of the book. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, talk no trailers. About, talk trailers. About, talk about the Green Lantern footage. Yeah, yeah. So Entertainment Tonight are going to have uh, more footage on Tuesday, but I put up a teaser for that teaser. Um, yes, on. Friday or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had the first footage of the Green Lantern movie. What did you think of this? Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know what to think. It wasn't ex- it wasn't at all what I was uh, expecting. expecting. Yeah, yeah not, nothing it, at all. It seems really popcorny, and it has like the image that stuck with me was Ryan Reynolds like doing like in a star jump position, going pop in from normal clothes into the Green Lantern clothes, and another guy going, "Oh my god!" I was like, 
Oh my god. I know. And then and then and then Ryan Reynolds like going, I know! Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's it's, like, like, it's awesome! It's awesome! And there's and there's an aspect of that that I like, but there's yeah. another aspect of that that it's very dangerous. It's like what what kind of tone are we going for? Yeah, here? is this total cheese monster or you what? You know, and, and I think also because the tone of the comic books, especially lately, it's has, all over the place. It's very it's, dark, right? Yeah, it's pretty fucking dark. So I mean this looks very it looks almost like a modern-day rocketeer in, in, in some ways. You it's know, not a bad thing. It's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just, uh, you know, that worked because that was a period piece. Yeah. This is today. Yeah. You know, so... It was very it was very dodgy-looking footage, though, it has to be said. I mean, I mean pretty... visually it looks cool. Production yeah. design looks awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind the costume. No? I don't mind the costume. I I mean, it's weird glowy. It's a little too glowy for my taste, yeah. you know, but... Uh, it, uh, I mean, there was too little of it to yeah. come with a really yeah. concrete... And also, the footage itself wasn't that good looking. No. You know, I mean, it was a little fuzzy, yeah. just slightly. That's what I meant. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, like, I'm going to hold up judgment on the costume. My, my whole concern is just the tone, because all of the dialogue that I did here sounded very like, there's nothing at stake. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's, there's, a, there's, it's fun. It's fun, yeah. Like, you know, which, again, could be a good thing, mm -hmm. but... No, no, I was just kind of... That could be the first half, though, as he's getting, getting kinda, into the powers, he's just having a laugh, and then it's like, with great power comes great, um, um, you know, uh, um, um, uh, burdens. Yeah, yeah. Don't burn me. I don't know. I was just, I was just hoping for something which is like a little bit more character, a little mm. bit more depth, rather than just like. But it is. A, it, it's an ad for a teaser. So Tuesday we'll get more. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But that's. No, it's their fault. You know, you're gonna release a teaser of a teaser. You, you gotta expect comments on the yeah, teaser. Yeah, exactly. Don't, there you go. don't release unless you're ready. <laughs> Hold it in. <laughs> speaking of like holding it in. Uh, no, speaking of like holding. Um, Judge, reserving judgment, and I was last week when we before we cancelled the podcast. I was going to call for a Tron embargo, uh -huh. no, an embargo on any more discussion or looking at anything on Tron because it has gotten ridiculous recently with like sixteen featurettes, X number of trailers, a music video, tie-in video game, a Facebook page, breakfast fucking cereal, everything. You know, you can't. You know, with scenes in the movie on it, the latest, the latest featurette they released was like a big emotional part of the movie where you know the kid finds his dad. It's like, what the? F don't show that. That's supposed to be the heart of your fucking film. Yeah, 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 I know. Then they released a new trailer and I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it th thankfully, it doesn't add too much, but it does add a bit more to it, and it shows a bit more of the zero-g fighting in the arena, which looks, it seems to be zero-g. It seems to be dump, jumping like above and through the floor and coming up on the other side right way up, mm -hmm. um, which looks really kind of cool. And also a bit more of the flying, the, the, the flying fake Jeff. Scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the flying um, Sam scene. All right. So there is going to be a dogfight in this by the looks of things. But yeah, again, more cool stuff, but um, and some more um, bike uh, light cycle fighting. So that looks kind of cool. Did you hear about uh, the plans for um, the Tron animated series? No. Uh, this is going to be called Tron Uprising, uh, and uh, it'll take place between mm -hmm. uh, the first Tron and uh, this this, this uh, upcoming sequel. Mm -hmm. And uh, the voice cast is uh, uh, Elijah Wood is playing the lead. Oh. Uh, Emmanuel Shiki, is that it? Shiki? Shiki? Tricky! Yeah, Sloan, Entourage. Uh, she's in it, Mandy Moore's in it, Paul Rubens, and Lance Henriksen. Oh. And also, Bruce Boxleitner as hey. Tron. Sweet! Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how they're going to, because it is called Tron, and he's a bit old for the skin-tight leather. Yeah. I'm just wondering how they're going to work Tron into it. Maybe Tron's caged for the whole movie or something, because I haven't seen anything of Tron. You've seen Jeff in the, in the world, you've seen mm -hmm. Clue, but you haven't seen yeah. Tron himself. Yeah. Yeah, that is going to be interesting. How kind of a bad idea to name your movie after a second string character. Because he wasn't really, Tron wasn't <laughs> no, the main no, no, piece. No, no, it was like I know, I know. Fucking, it was but, but it Flynn. Sounded, but it sounded cool. It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. I mean, I'd go see Tron. Would you go see Flynn? 
Flynn. Flynn. I don't know. Flynn lives. <laughs> the trailer does end. The trailer for the movie, uh, for the, the cinema movie, um, does end with something about has just like Jeff Bridges' voice being fraught and just like it's our destiny with the Tron letters falling into place, and that yeah, does yeah, yeah. that does give goosebumps. <laughs> well, the trailer is I saw this week. There's a second trailer for Gulliver's Travels. You see this? Uh, Jack Black? Uh, no, because I heard it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, I mean, this looked like trash from the start. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jack Black and the Lilliputians with Jason Siegel giving a fist bump to a guy who's like three feet, three centimeters high. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I know, I, I, and also I'm a huge fan uh, of the original story and, the te- and, and also the Ted Danson version. The Ted Danson version, the Ted Danson version is, Danson. Just, is just awesome. Yeah. And it just feels like an insult. And then I, when, when I watched the first teaser, I just. Yeah, but they did show a lot more that there is this whole thing with warring with a neighboring country and him being the defender and stuff like that and him being shit at it and then figuring out that he can do it and stuff. I know, but fuck. So it looks like a little bit more to it than I thought originally. But yeah, it still looks like ass. No, I just have no interest in it. I have no interest in watching Jack Black play Jack Black again again in an adaptation of Gulliver's Travels. I just have no interest in in seeing it, you yeah. know. If Jack Black was if they were going to if they were, if they were going to actually make a serious attempt to make a serious version of it and they cast Jack Black as like a stunt and he actually played yeah, a different like character, actor. I'd be I'd be I'd be totally down for that. But just like, you know, for the same for the same reason that a lot of America seems to be fed up with Michael Cera, I'm just fed up with him. Yeah. You know. Scott Pilgrim's awesome. <laughs> And the trailer that Speaking was of Michael Cera, like the Scott Pilgrim Blu-ray is coming out, you should all buy it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's awesome. If you didn't see it in the cinemas, then you're all nuts. And also, if you did like it, uh, there's a great link on Slash Film uh-huh. uh, to something like an 80-minute interview with Guillermo del Toro interviewing my, my, uh, Edgar Wright and Michael Cera. I've watched it. You've watched most of it, right? I've seen I've seen some of it. It's like, good. Right? It's it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's good stuff. But to uh, finish off another trailer, um, we just saw the trailer for Battle Los Angeles, which we saw the report on seeing this at Comic Con. Yeah, was a kind of nice footage, and it was all very Black Hawk Down with aliens. Yep, yep. The footage that we saw was very cool. Uh, my my only reservation was that you didn't hear, you didn't get any dialogue. Yeah, which is never a good sign because if you uh, cast your memory back to the the trailers for Independence Day, uh, that looked a lot more serious than it actually turned out to be. Way more popcorn. <laughs> And also, I remember reading a, um, a review of a test screening of the film that commented on the dialogue, said the dialogue's atrocious. For? Battle Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there was, I've ever seen something about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what do you think of the trailer? Um, I mean, in terms of footage, it looks awesome. Yeah, and I thought the tone of it as well. I mean, yeah, the music, yeah, yeah. The music sounds off ultra crap yeah. and hokey, and you're thinking, this is going to be a stock footage trailer. Yeah. Which it does, it shows a lot of scenes of like, you know, UFO visitations, and then just LA, and very slowly the music just changes from synth to strings, and this footage goes from you know, just stock footage or cars on highways to yeah. grunts in the middle of this shit and it just looks, I thought it looked really, really good. Yeah, no, it does look cool, but again, my only reservation is that there's no dialogue, mm. you know, uh, just let us hear something, Yeah. you know, I mean, just so we can get an idea of how this is going to sound. Like I said previously, it's like the Adele trailer, which had absolutely no dialogue in it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Just so you wouldn't realize it was French. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything else? <clears throat> no. All right, well, we'll finish off then just by having a quick um, notice of uh, there was quite a while ago we saw some photos that people thought was Nicholas Hage's stuck on a plastic body mm-hmm. for uh, test footage for the Superman Reborn yep. uh, movie that Tim Burton was working on. Yep. Some more photos have come out from Steve Johnson SFX. His Facebook page, you said, well, it's well past its sell by date now. I can show this stuff. Yep, yep. And they have pictures of what looks to be like Superman's electric blue costume. Yep. And it looks retarded. It looks ridiculous. The S, they got the S wrong. They got the S wrong. The S does not <laughs> curve under the bottom. It kind of strikes the, the it's, straight It's across. like It's like a lightning bolt yeah. that's been bent into an S. 
It's just this movie looks bent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like Tim Burton. Thank your lucky stars. Thank you, they didn't God. Make it. Thank Roe. Roe, that's what Superman says. Roe, Roe, Roe. It's like why are you thanking fish eggs? Because <laughs> they're tasty. <laughs> but yeah, it, we we definitely died the bullet on that. Um, that looks absolutely terrible. And it's just a load of SFX guys as well. It's not the same guys. It's just all these guys grinning in the Superman. I know, I know. It's just ridiculous. It, it looks like a it looks like a really bad fucked up Halloween costume. Yeah, totally. Um. Oh, before we get into reviews, oh yeah, if you want to po- email uh, email us in, by the way, you can get us at podcast at mcyappenfries.com. We totally forgot that. Uh, yes, uh, please send us send us your comments. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com. And uh, we have a question from Max, which says, Hello, hello, Ian and Gavin. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Just so you know, I have shifted from my old place to a new one. This place is really nice. I've painted all the doors cobalt blue. I bought a new washing machine, but it's acting wonky because I put my favorite Donald Duck underwear inside it and pulled the chain. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> my cousin Tubbs had a baby this morning. I think there's a question here somewhere. They named him Dwayne, he weighs six pounds, five ounces, and he looks like a tiny version of Lewis Guzman. On another note, Hilda the hamster fell into a swimming pool last week. Some graceful men tried pulling her out, but she drowned. We cremated her. She burned for two days. <laughs> I will now close this email and share more good news with you again soon. But before I do, what's your favorite disaster movie? From Max. Thanks, Max. <laughs> Guidelines for running emails are make it short and to the point. <laughs> I'm really sad. Uh, disaster movie. Mm. That's not t- disaster movie. Oh uh, what? No, what's your favorite disaster movie? But what's not disaster. The disaster movie TM movie was called disaster movie. That's oh terrible. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I yeah, saw a bit of 2012 the other day, and I had to turn it off because I wanted to punch Scott Cusack. Uh, Scott Cusack. John Cusack. John Cusack in the face. I really, he just annoyed me with his acting and his remoting and his running around getting the map so, out of so the Winnebago on fire. Is, like, wait, is this like a disaster movie that we hate or a disaster movie that... No, we like, but it's thematically mixed. Okay. Um, I don't they... Armageddon? Yeah, my, my favorite would be Armageddon. Although, I mean, <laughs> the originals are... The only good. disaster movie I've ever cried at. Harry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you! I didn't cry at that bit. Yeah. I cried when he was talking Liv- to his girl. Yeah, when he, was talking- <laughs> he was talking to Liv Tyler. I wish I could- don't want to miss a thing. I wish I could be there to walk you down the aisle. Close your eyes. And that solitary and tear. <laughs> Which is the only way a man is allowed to cry. Only Bruce Willis can cry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the weirdest fucking thing ever in the music video when they had that scene and they superimposed Bruce Willis's face with the replaced it with Scott. What's his name? Uh, Tyler, her dad. Oh, really? Steve Tyler. You know, really? seen the music video? I haven't seen the music video. Music video where at the end, at the end, where she's leaning up, leaning up against the monitor as Harry's screen goes blank. Yeah. Instead of having Bruce Willis on those, Steve Tyler singing the song. <laughs> and Shit. she's like, oh god, stop it, Dad! You're embarrassing me. Oh no, no, I do remember that. I do remember that. It was fucked up. Uh. No, but also I just thought it was a good movie. Mm. It was a good movie. It was. I, don't I know. saw it in America. In, I in, saw it on opening yeah. day in America, and I. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was and like I bought an American flag, <laughs> and I wore it. <laughs> oh, it was genius. Like a cloak of justice. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say that I have a soft spot for the classics, the Towering Inferno. No, Towering Inferno. Yeah, that, that was the first thing that popped into my Shelley head. Shelley Winters? No, not Shelley. No, Winters. Uh, no, that was, uh, that was Shelley Winters. Yeah, the, the swimming yeah, lady. Yeah, the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, the swimming lady. In the in the water, I'm very skinny. Yeah. <laughs> she's got medals, right? Yeah. Oh God, she's got medals. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Shelly Winters. Well, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that was pretty good. Um, I don't need disaster movies. Uh, I the combat ones don't count because they're shit. I mean, like, there, there were certain aspects of Dante's Inferno that I kind of liked. No, I didn't watch all that. And there were certain aspects, there were certain aspects of retardation about Volcano <laughs> that were kind of cool. Hey, we're standing right beside the hot lava, which in reality would burn our fucking faces up and we'll spray with water. <laughs> you know, because it's mean, like a million degrees, the foot over there, but here it's a, it's a chill how, 32. How can you not laugh at that? It's, it's awesome. I'm and, standing on something that should be melting, but it's okay, only the other thing about the hot lava. In Dante's Inferno, I love how, in terms of character development, they, they show... This is how Pierce, Bro Pierce Brosnan deals with being responsible for the death of his wife by doing lots of push-ups. <laughs> That's whenever, characterization. Whenever, whenever he's upset, it's like an extreme close-up of him doing push-ups. <laughs> and, and you get flashbacks to the wife. <laughs> Are you sure saying, can you see his arms? Are you sure he's doing push-ups and he's not doing something else? And he cries like Harvey Keitel when the wife dies. When the wife dies, he's like... <laughs> Have you heard Happy Cartel cry? No. That's how he cries. I won't knock it because I can't cry. It's like a siren. People do it. <laughs> I don't know how people do that in movies. I'm weak. I'm trying to think what other disaster movies are there. Huh? I'm trying to think what other disaster movies are there. Oh, mm, Titanic. That's Titanic. not. A, that is a disaster. It's not mm. a disaster movie. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. But the second time, I was like, "Oh fuck, sink already, you fucks. Yeah. Jesus, drown, die." <laughs> is that is that that's the weird thing? That is is our zombie movies like, disaster yeah, yeah. movies? They're apocalyptic movies. Yeah, they're apocalyptic movies. There is yeah. a distinction yeah, that has to be drawn. There is a distinction. The cinephile yeah. emerges. Yeah. <laughs> zombie movies, you know, they're com they're more a commentary on social structures and you know the things that we take for granted. Yeah. Our consumers. Whereas disaster movies are more like just sort of like natural disasters and earthquake. Did you see the original earthquake? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucked it's up. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I love the poster you, you as well. Can, can, it spells can, earthquake, but all the letters are falling over and it's you all. You could really get like your bang for your PG thirteen buck back then. Yeah, 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 like yeah. you know, carnage. Oh, fucking <laughs> plate glass window shattering and spikes of glass going through people. It's awesome. Okay. I think that's that's more that, that, yeah, yeah. and deep impact, which was like the gay, the, the gay, the, like if a gay game again, yeah, game again, yeah. No, that was yeah, I, no, fish. There was I remember the Robert Duvall's character was called Fish. I remember uh, I remember an interview with Michael Bay, like just just like uh, just before um, Armageddon came out, and uh, they were like saying like, what do you think like Deep Impact? And at the time, Deep Impact had been released for, like a couple of months, mm -hmm. so it's like, well, Michael Bay's like, well, that movie's about a bunch of people who stand around waiting to die. <laughs> Bruce Willis would never let that happen. <laughs> and he's right. And he's right. <laughs> Bruce Willis gave his... There's a, there's a great Bruce Willis quote, like, because uh, Bruce Willis played that, uh, that character in uh, uh, Planet Terror. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was, and he's the guy, he's playing the guy who killed Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. So Robert Rodriguez was uh, re recalling, like, when he called up Bruce Willis, because, like, after Sin City, Bruce Willis is like, hey, whenever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he calls Bruce Willis up and is like, I got this role for you. You played the guy who, who, who you played the guy who assassinates Osama Bin Laden. And apparently Bruce Willis said, who better? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Bruce Willis is God. <laughs> he's great. So, yes, Max, I hope that answers your question. Armageddon all the way. You look like you're thinking. I am. Do you feel somewhat guilty saying Armageddon? No, I don't. I, I, have, I feel I'm, no guilt whatsoever. There's, no, I feel no guilt. I'm just thinking there's, there's other disaster movies. There's got to be a lot. Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Nah, yeah. fine. That is a disaster movie. Yeah. <laughs>
What else has he done? Let's just name every Ro uh, Roland Emmerich movie ever made. Wikipedia, you saved my life. <laughs> Disaster movies. This, this could go on a while. <laughs> uploading, 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 uploading. Oh, they're, they're, and they're, uh, so we got Cave In, Cave oh, In, the, the Core, Buried Alive, Avalanche, Avalanche, Avalanche Express. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of the airport movies. That's right. <laughs> airport 80 and what was it? Airport Av 79 Avalanche. or something like that? Vertical Limit. I've, I've, I wouldn't have thought of Vertical Limit. The Day the Earth Moved. San Francisco. Oh, shit. Shit, they've been making... They've been, they've Earthquake. Earthquake. Deathquake. The Day the Earth Moved. <laughs> what, was it a worldwide disco thing? <laughs> the the Great Los Angeles Earthquake. Aftershocks. Aftershock. Earthquake in New York. Stonehenge Apocalypse. <laughs> Deep Core. I totally forgot about Deep Core. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Meteorites, yeah. deep impacts, evolution. That's, that's not really disaster. Why is the descent on there? The descent's not a. De descent. Earthquake. Yeah, the descent is up there. Like you, you passed it already. Yeah, there. Descent. Oh, no, it's descent. It's not de the descent. The descent's there too, motherfucker. No, it's not. Krakatoa. Why is the Prince of Krakatoa. Egypt there? <laughs> Krakatoa. The there's sand in there. Um, sandstorms. Apocalyptic sandstorm. Krakatoa, south of east of Java. Okay, now we're getting. That's a great movie. Now we're, that one? Okay, now we're getting ridiculous. Evolution. Yeah. No. What's evolution doing there? Up Pompeii. Up Pompeii. <laughs> the last days of Pompeii. That's awesome. That was TV though. Yeah, yeah. Up Pompeii, Up Pompeii yeah, yeah. was a movie with uh, yeah, yeah, Frankie Howard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. The Abyss. Sweet. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's not really a disaster. Flood. Noah's Ark. Ice. Poseidon. Absolute zero. Jesus Christ. The Hurricane. Twister? No. Yeah, 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 Twister. Yeah, I forgot about Twister. Fires. Fires. Epidemics. Epidemics. Outbreak. What the fuck? <laughs> Outbreak. Oh, God, I'm going to go page now. Space disasters. The day the sky exploded. <laughs> I was so drunk, the sky exploded! <laughs> the worlds collide. There's a supernova. Twelve monkeys? Jesus, yes, with the stand. Yeah, there's a lot out there, but the Krakatoa, yeah. Eastern Java, you ever seen that? No. That's a classic. It's like, you know, they're all trying to get out of the place and everyone got time and there's a tsunami and the fucking mountain blows up and it's made in the 50s. It's all in Technicolor. It's a fantastic movie. So that that and the airport movies. The one with the fucking, what was it? The Concorde crashes in the Alps? That's a Airport 80. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were on TV all the fucking time when we were no, a kid. They, they were good. Along with Raise the Titanic. <laughs> Raise the Titanic. It's a disaster as well. But you know what? I still stand by Armageddon. I, I feel better now. I feel better. I feel better. I feel better having having you know got Airport 80 off my chest. Reviews. Reviews. If you want to send us in a question, though, again, it's podcast at yapfries.com. Cool. I caught uh, Megamind. Yeah. Uh, this is the latest film by DreamWorks Animation. Uh, it stars Will Ferrell as uh, Megamind, who is a supervillain, mm -hmm. and uh, he basically reigns terror. Uh, to, he, he brings terror to the citizens of a, a, a fictional city. city called Metro City, which he calls Metrocity. Metrocity. Yeah, throughout the entire movie, that it's like, again, like the, the movie is full of like these. There's a lot of mispronunciation stuff, right? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Some of it works. Some of it is just like, what the fuck? Like he calls school stool, shul. So, so I mean, like oh, that's something in the trailer about that, isn't there? Yeah, the, the yeah. It's just, it's it should be funny, but it, it doesn't really hit false laugh. Yeah. Um, and uh, he has a lifelong rivalry with um, this guy uh, uh, called Metro Man, who's played by Brad Pitt, who is basically just perfection. Yeah. The, the complete opposite. Superman. He's the big, uh, he's the big white um, boy scout. Yeah. Their, uh, their rivalry like, traces back to uh, infancy when uh, both, of 
both of their planets were going to be annihilated, and they were both like uh, like zoomed zoomed to Earth. Yeah. And like even from the trip there, Mega Man just has like a bum deal because he's bumped into asteroids and everything. And then Me you know, like Metro Man is just like Metro Man just is a, yeah. is a prick. Metro he's a jock. Yeah. Metro and Man. Mega Man's the nerd. And he's also an asshole. Yeah. You know, and and Metro Man like uh, crash lands in a huge mansion to be raised and given everything on a, sil on a silver silver platter, and uh, Mega Man lands in prison. <laughs> <laughs> can we keep him? Yeah. Can we keep him? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it has like some cool moments like that. Um, and uh, it opens, uh, it opens with a sort of like a, uh, this a voiceover, Will Ferrell's voiceover, and it's like slow motion of Megamind falling to his death from from the sky, mm -hmm. and uh, and then it cuts back. And then oh, it's it all told in flashback. Yeah, it's all in flashback. What is it, lost? <laughs> in a way. In a way. Uh, and uh, Tina Fey plays Roxanne Ritchie, who is um, sort of the Lois Lane character. And uh, she plays, you know, she's like a high-flying journalist, covers everything. It's widely rumored that she has, you know, that she is in a relationship with Metro Man. Yeah. And um, and then there's this other guy, uh, Hal, who is the cameraman played by Jonah Hill, uh, who is in love with uh, Tina Fey. Okay. And you got David Cross as Megamind's minion. minion. And, Called Minion. Yeah, and he's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so basically, what happens is that like uh, Will Ferrell and Brad Pitt, they have this rivalry going on, and then it gets to a point where. It's Me uh, Mega Mind actually wins. Mm -hmm. He actually wins. He actually destroys Metro Man and then takes over Metro City. Uh, and in the process of doing so, he loses his way. He has no direction in his anyway. life. Yeah, he has this existential crisis. He has no direction in his life because he's gotten rid of his his uh, his, his arch nemesis. Uh, so, so what he tr what he tries to do is that using uh, bits of uh, Metro Man's DNA. Mm -hmm. He decides to create a new hero mm -hmm. for him to fight, and uh, Jonah Hill is the guy who gets hit with this thing. Oh, okay. No, no, it's not. It's not much of a. It happens in the first half. You can see what's happening a mile away. Yeah. I mean, this is not a big thing. What, what I mean, like uh, the, the parts that get interesting is after that happens, and I'm not going to talk about any of that. Yeah. Because that is all. You know, like there's some cool stuff in there. Okay. Um, but everything I've just said now is like character beats that you will work out. No, and, Way and, in yeah, you know, and, and they're already giving it away in the trailers anyway. Yeah, you know, the last trailer definitely did. Yeah, uh, but so, but essentially, that's the story. And in the process of doing all this, as you know, like a, you know, like a, the Mega Mind, there is sort of a an arc to his character and how he goes from being a villain to thinking about other things and like discovering sort of like romance and shit because he like he falls in love with Tina Fey's character. And pronunciation. And yeah, and pronunciation and all that kind of nonsense. <laughs> uh, in terms of in terms of a story, it's not a bad story. Uh -huh. In terms of uh, plot structure, uh, plot structure, it's 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 okay. You know, uh, I mean, it hits all the necessary beats, but where it sort of lacks is that it just feels a lot of it just feels flat. Yeah. You know, and uh, Will Ferrell, for some strange reason, you would think that he w that. Uh, that his persona would lend itself very well to animation, mm. and for some strange reason, it just doesn't. It just. It I did hear one work. report that said maybe he wasn't able to freely improvise as much because maybe it was tied a little bit better with the animating and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe, but, but it's they usually like record that the, shit first. Yeah, the delivery just falls a little flat, mm. and uh, like even like. Uh, it's all take sixty-two. Yeah, it's like the voiceover that he uses at, uh, at the, the vo his voiceover at the beginning. It should have an impact on you. What what what, what is being said? But it just feels like. Yeah, yeah. His voice just feels thin. Mm. It just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't translate very well. Brad Pitt fares a bit better, mm -hmm. uh, but it's also just knowing that it's Brad Pitt and the character that he's playing, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's some fun to be had there. And, you know, and Brad Pitt does have the right kind of voice for that kind of character. Mm -hmm. And Brad Pitt has done this sort of thing before. And, you know, Tina Fey fares pretty well as well, but she's playing Tina Fey. Yeah. And so is Jonah Hill. I mean, Jonah Hill is, is playing Jonah Hill as well, but because I guess... A he's, character actor. 
Yeah, but I guess he's just got a little bit more bass in his voice or whatever. Mm -hmm. He just uh, he's just a stronger presence mm -hmm. throughout throughout the film. Uh, David Cross is you know he tries his best, but really his lines are kind of shit. Oh really? I mean, I mean that that's just it. And another thing is that none of the jokes are hardcore like. None of the jokes really hit you. Yeah. You know, it's like there's all of the stuff that I did laugh out loud at was usually like a, a facial expression or oh. or uh, like there's one thing with Jonah Hill that just involves him like uh, screaming that, that that fucking cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that that that, that shit fucking cracked. Because I'm up. looking forward to there's a TV show called the Incre with David Cross called the Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret. I've heard about this. It's supposed to be quite good. Based on a UK thing. No, but there's nothing wrong with David Cross. I mean, yeah. you can't really blame any of the actors for what's going on. It's material the, the material is kind of. It's not bad. It's just bland. Yeah. You know, it's like it. It, it does visually. It does have some. Doesn't cool have the Pixar polish. No, visually it's fine. No, I mean, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, Pixar yeah, yeah. is like yes, they can make any, they can make anything they want to appear on the screen, but they spend an extra bit of yeah. time making yeah, yeah, sure yeah. the no, story. No, it, it doesn't. Polished. It doesn't have the. Yeah, well. They're gonna spend five years of their life making this shit. They want to make sure it's. Working. Yeah, it doesn't have the Pixar touch. No, no, it doesn't. But uh, it's. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know whether or not to. I won't say I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not saying it's not worth seeing at all, mm -hmm. but it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah. You don't really. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing that they. Lying. One thing that is awesome. This is the best at hair animation I've ever seen. Really? Tina Fey's hair looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to. And how's it looking? Oh, that's what I want to ask you as well. How's it 3D? Does her hair look good in 3D? Uh, her hair is awesome in 3D. It's like I could smell it. <laughs> it was Pantene. <laughs> no, but it's Pantene. The, 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 this Pantene. is awesome hair animation. Yeah, awesome hair animation. That's its thing, is it? It's no. like we got the, we we spent hours on the hair animation. We spent no, I mean, we, we, uh, spent, the, we spent a few hours on the plot. The animators have actually done a kick-ass job. I mean, some there are some truly breathtaking shots, visuals, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, it's just where it, uh, it the, the script really lets it down. Well, where does it go? Has it 3D? Is it 3D worthy? Is it worth it? Nah, nah, it's not. It's not. I mean, there are a couple of bits, but for the most part, it, it's, it doesn't really make much of a difference. I didn't think so. You know, I mean, like, uh, I, mean, I watched it with the, with the beauty queen from Mars, and she, she, didn't, she, she didn't flinch. No? <laughs> oh, that's a pity. Yeah. But, I mean, there were, there were some kids in the audience, and they seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, they were lapping it up. Well, I won't say they were lapping it up, but they seemed to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it still, it still may take a... Uh, a fair, a fair chunk of the the family, the family entertainment money, but uh, aside from that, uh, yeah, so it's you know it's it's just one of those films like where it doesn't suck, so you can't like tear it a new asshole. It's just uh, underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, what I saw this week was, which is bizarre, because it's not, I don't think, it doesn't seem to be out in the States or anywhere else. It's, um, I've never heard of this, aside from when you told me about it. Yeah, so there was a we mentioned the trailer a couple of weeks ago, um, which was Le Venture Extraordinaire de Le Blancfond, which, um, monsieur, um, which looked like a kick-ass kind of uh, Indian, female Indiana Jones kind of movie, and it also looked batshit insane, because there was shots with a pterodactyl, mummies asking for cups of tea, and just action adventure excitement. It looked, Pretty kick ass. Mm -hmm. um, this movie's been renamed as Adele, Rise of the Mummy. And I was going to it hoping, I was like, well, you know, hope, I, th I thought it would just be subtitled. Like, the fact that they didn't show any um, dialogue in the trailer made me think that, yes, it's going to be subtitled. They just don't want to show people that. Um, uh, not quite. Um, this has, it is dubbed, 
It's a version I saw. And it is possibly the worst voiceovers I've ever heard in my entire life. Really? Yes. <laughs> the one thing, there's one character, there's one of the mummy characters who has a perfect voice that matches his character exquisitely, and it even looks like it matches his lips. Everyone else comes off absolutely fucking terrible, worst of which is Adele herself. So the story is that Adele is this kind of adventurous. Mm-hmm in like the 18, 19, early, late 18, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And she goes on adventures with mummies and um, she's basically trying to find a cure for her sister who's ill. You only find out what happened to her sister later on and um, it's kind of cool what happens there. Um, but it, I mean, it is by Luke Besson who, you know, Fifth Element, Subway, fucking um, the taxi movies. He's a very kinetic visual style. Mm-hmm. This may have suffered maybe a little bit from some editing because there at least is one scene in the trailer where she reads letters in the bathtub. She'll only read them in the bathtub and mm-hmm. she's wearing, reading them topless. So that's obviously gone. And there is a few <laughs> other bits as well. She just looks, she gets home, picks up a letter and then she's out the door and she's in the other guy's house like that. Um, but basically she's got, she wants to find uh, this, this mummy who is supposedly mystical and is going to crap so that they can bring him back to life and he can help her sister with her illness because no medical technology of the, of the time can't do it. But it doesn't start off like that. It starts off like the tail end of another adventure. Where she, she's not even in it for the first 15, 20 minutes. All right. It's this other guy fucking around with a pterodactyl. <laughs> and he's like controlling it with his He's controlling it with his mind. And he's like, this is the thing I want to say about Tintin. He's just fucking around with a pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> you find out later why he's fucking around with a pterodactyl. But he resuscitates the pterodactyl and has a flying around Paris. And while he's... You don't know what the fuck's going on. You see the pterodactyl like walking around the museum after hatching out of the egg and like looking. And then it cuts to this old bald coot in a house doing the same thing. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Has he, is he taking some LSD? Is granddad taking the LSD again? What's he doing? And he's doing all the bird neck and it's matching. And the, the, the pterodactyl does look kind of cool, but you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then Adele turns up and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Why's <laughs> the old guy? And the thing about Tintin is that this movie looks like a real life version of Tintin in certain respects. Oh, really? There's a lot of the characters. There's this drunken character who keeps wandering in and out. You know, he's the kind of the guy on the bench in Back to the Future. He's like, mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got. No one believes him when he says, uh, you know, I thought I was like, no, you didn't. You were drunk. I wasn't drunk. I was sorry. Um, but his, he looks like the Tintin photos we saw earlier. He's a giant bulbous nose, which is obviously a prosthetic. And he's got like the, the kind of Thompson Twins tash and stuff. And he's wearing the bowler hat and stuff. Oh, really? And there's, um, there's an actor uh, who, uh, I don't know. That's, I don't recognize any of the fucking actors in this, apart from Matthew Almeric, uh-huh. who was in uh, Quantum of Solace. Yes, yes, he was the villain. Yes, yes. Uh, he was, he was, yeah, he was uh, Dominic Green. Yeah, but he, um, he's unrecognizable. That's how unrecognizable he is. Oh, and right. he looks like he, he's got this crazy makeup face on, but it's like it's, it's this crazy that that style. That of looks makeup. cool. It's a very cool style of makeup. You can see it's makeup, but also you believe it very well like the old dude does look I don't know who plays him but he does look very good but this guy looks like a, a great villain and he turns up in the middle and then he's just unused for an awful lot of it he turns up at the very end again which is just retarded but visually that looks very sweet yeah and I mean it is visually kind of semi lush you know it's all France and you know there's one point where someone says you know they're standing outside the, lo- the, lo- the, the Louvre mm-hmm. and it's basically you know uh, pyramid would look quite good there which is where they have the pyramid now you know the one from the um Dan Brown books, mm. but um, Paris looks great, and you know the stuff goes on. But like, yeah, it's just he, he introduces a villain, and you don't see the villain for the whole thing, and the villain is just time. And then the pterodactyl, pterodactyl thing kind of finishes off in the middle, and other stuff going on is just crazy as well. There's just like just stuff going on. There's a cop um, who never gets to eat, 
I mean, I'm sure this might be more. It's, it's very slapstick. It's not at all a big action movie. Um, there's no set pieces. There doesn't seem to be any big set pieces. The big yeah. set pieces there are very. They, they seem like a mid-level boss. You know, you're waiting for the big thing to come, and it never does come, which is unfortunate. But the cop himself has his ears stuck out. He's wearing a bowler hat. He's got like long. He's got like a buzz cut underneath with long hair coming down. I think because he's got those kind of like stray fringes, but he's also always sticking his chin into his neck, so it looks like he has a double chin. Because he's obviously not a fat actor. They didn't give him a fat suit. Mm -hmm. He's just pretending to be fat, so he's constantly pushing out his belly, sticking in his chin, and it's just weird. But again, it looks very Tintin style. Uh, but the VO really falls down when it comes to Adele herself, who is played by um, uh, Louise Bourgoin. And from the French trailers, she comes off as witty French aristocrat. And in the English, she comes off as whiny English bitch. Right. She just, every, she never says thank you, she comes, uh, you know. And maybe from the bits I've seen in the French, it might come off more as haughty, like kind of haughty, but kind of, you know, she's well able for it. That's why she's that way, because she's fucking badass. Mm -hmm. But in the English dub, it comes off as, I am a petulant little bitch. I will, raise, you, I will raise the dead to help me out. And when they don't help me within the first 30 seconds of being awoken from a thousand year slumber, I will give them shit. Whereas it might be like, oh, would you like a cup of tea? It's like, oh, would you like a cup of tea as well? You know, it's just, it changes, it seems to change it that way and it is horrifyingly bad. Hmm. We discussed it three or four times. God, this is, wow, this is bad. My girlfriend was like, this is bad. Yeah, I said that an hour ago. I know it's still bad. It's just, it doesn't match at all. I would much rather, I'm interested to see it again in French and see what was cut and see if there's more in it. Right. But, um, it's an oddity. There are funny bits in it. Um, the mummies are quite ge they're genius. You don't. It's like it's called Rise of the Mummy. You're expecting the mummies to be bad guys. I'm not spoiling much by just saying that it's not what you expect. And it's quite funny the way they are. And you know, the, seeing a mummy in a suit like trying to be incognito, stumbling around because he's not really got any muscles, is genius. And just he you know he goes up to the drunk guy and says, "Excuse me, can you uh, show me to uh, the tomb of Ramses, please? The Ramses exhibition." And the guy just like <laughs> passes the fuck out. And it's just like, "You stop fucking around." Because he's just doing it for a laugh. <laughs> it's great, but there's not enough of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's not funny enough, and then it just scenes happen out of nowhere. There's this guy who's introduced as what looks like to be the perfect love match for her, mm. and she just ignores him completely for the whole movie. You know the end. You know the end. All oh, right. Yeah. There's a subplot where he get, he may be going off with someone else, and that might be cute again. Maybe there's more to it, but again, it's just like he's just. Oh, I do. I'm you know he's, his accent is like that the voice they use as well so really? he just sounds like a stuttering oh, wow. idiot yeah I totally heard the moon in from the mighty bush constantly and he's just like the moon it's like it's just weird very very odd it's, uh, the cop gets his big safari hunter to find the pterodactyl comes out of nowhere whereas lashings of eyeshadow just straight out of like Tintin and you're just like what the fuck is going on here and there's a bit after the after the credits there's a little bit which is pointless absolutely fucking pointless it earlier that day and it just shows what happened to the cop and the other guy and it's like did you just put this in because maybe these are it could be that they're beloved characters in the original books or some shit like that but it's like this is nothing to do or whatever else just went on right and it adds nothing it's not funny there's nothing about it why did you bother putting this at the end and the big thing with the end was is that it because it ends on her going on another adventure on a boat in the early 1900s can you guess which one <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but um, yeah, it seems like oh, it seems like it, there's no change. There's no like you know, it's not an epilogue with music swelling. It's like 
are we going to see this adventure as well? Because we someone's threatening our life now and we, that just ends. You don't see that at all. So it's very uneven. I don't know, Luke Besson, I don't know what he's doing. Again, maybe there's another hour if you watch it in French. Ho I'm hoping there is, but it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like a Luke Besson movie. It doesn't come across like a Luke Besson movie. I can't really recommend it. Right. But again, I'm interested to see, once I see the French version, I might give another review. Okay. All right then. Cool. Uh, where is the top 10? And we'll finish off with the US and Malaysian box office top 10. Starting off in Malaysia at number 10. Life as we know it. Number 9. Estate. Number 8. Kuti kuti cinta. Chuti chuti cinta. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, excuse me. Kuti kuti. <laughs> number 7. Valia Kotai. Okay, number 6. six death, death Place. place. Number five, red. red. Which seems to be doing quite well. It seems to be hanging on. Yeah, it's got it's proven to have pretty good legs. Number four, Takers. Starring Paul. Have you heard anything about this? Any good, pretty bad? I've heard it's preposterous. Really? Yeah. Number um, three, Utama Putiran. Number two, Adele Rise the, the Mummy. Mm. Number one, Megamind. And in the US box office top ten. At number ten we have the social network, which you really want to see. Yep. Number, number nine, nine, Secretariat. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Eight, Hereafter. Interested to see this as curious. well. I'm, I'm actually very, Seven, Jack very interested as um, in Clint Eastwood as a director now. Yeah, very much so. Because there's not much left. Uh, number seven, Jackass 3D making bank. I really want to see this. <laughs> number. Did you know that Johnny Knoxville did a bike stunt a couple of years back and he broke his penis? What? Yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, there's been a couple of publicity things about it and like interviews with him, and he's done something that like when they when they were shooting it, he has to take a break twice a day and get a catheter. Oh fuck. So, don't do this at kids' home. Don't do this at home, kids. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's uh, really, that jackass shit will fuck you up. Number six, Paranormal Activity 2. I've heard differences between great and abysmal. Yeah. Number five, Saw 3D. Number four, Red. Number three, for colored girls who are thinking of suicide but are not really, so they need to realize the rainbows thingies. Number two. I did hear about some guys online who were going to go see that and they didn't walk in because it was for curled girls. They were kind of freaked out by that. There were white guys on some radio show or something. And number two, due date, which uh, seems to be getting mixed reviews as well. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. It doesn't seem doesn't seem like it's going to have legs. Legs. And number one, Megamind, global release. Hopefully for next week, one of us will have a review of Skyline, and I also want to try and see Unstoppable. Yeah, I'm curious to see it. I'm because I've heard goodish things. Well, I mean, it's the reviews have been pretty decent. It's like eighty. Tony, Tony Scott, Denzel Washington, and Captain Kirk himself, Chris yeah. Pine. It's uh, eighty. Go stop this train. It's eighty. It's eighty-seven percent on the uh, yeah. Rotten Tomato meter. I'm just again, when you see oh runaway train movie, it's like where's Gene Hackman? Where's Soul Asylum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Hang on, I have to finish it in my head. <clears throat> anyway, uh, to play a little musical interlude, uh, this is Jeff Goldblum on Jimmy Fallon, right? Jimmy Fallon. Playing the Panano, playing the old Joanna. It's not going to work now, is it? It's like click. What did you do? <laughs> I did nothing! Shit. <laughs> this is live, folks. So anyway, what did you... You didn't like Megamind that much, no? No, what? What, it needs to reload? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil.
Uh, I did some grocery shopping today, and uh-huh. uh, tell me about your haircut, uh, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I shaved my head today. Oh, today? Yeah, today. Oh, I thought it was earlier. No, 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 it was today. Mm, he's got a clean pate. Yep. You are now officially allowed to call me Cue Ball. <laughs> or G.I. Jane. I like G.I. Jane. I prefer Demi. Demi. <laughs> no, call me Molly. <laughs> Give me some clay. <laughs> Looks like, if you just put on a Yorkshire accent, you could be an alien three. <laughs> this is rumor control. Abracadabra. Here we go. We'll stop in a little bit. Do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. 